Well, I'm Nicole Riley, lead and teaching pastor here, and I want to welcome you to worship, whether you're here with us in the room or you are joining us online today. If you want to follow along with the sermon notes, you'll find those in the church app. We are talking about leadership. So whether you are a boss at your job or you're a mom who helps out with Little League, or you're a dad who organizes the recital, whether you're a member of a PTA or you lead a small group, we're all leaders, each in our own way. Now, you may not be a leader in all areas of your life, but I'm going to guess that pretty much every one of us here has times and places where we are leading, where we're a leader. And because of that, leadership matters. And leadership matters to God. I remember the first time I had a leadership experience. I was in junior high. I was on the debate team, and I was the team captain. And when being the team captain, it was kind of the first thing I'd done like this, and I wasn't sure if being a leader meant that you were the boss of all the people, right? Or if you were the cheerleader who needed to get them excited and focused on the opportunity. I didn't know what to do, but I did my best, and I tried to rise to the occasion, and that's how leadership often is. We often don't know what we are getting ourselves into. Has that happened to you? Oh, yeah. (laughs) We don't know what we're getting ourselves into. We don't even really know what leadership might look like in that context, but we try our best. And sometimes we succeed, and sometimes we learn. I like that better than fail. Sometimes we learn. So our focus over these weeks is leadership, and last week we started off by talking about how Jesus leads, his leadership style. And this is key for us to know and understand. Whether we're leading ourselves or we're leading in our family and friends or we're leading in the world, we need to understand what Christian leadership looks like and how it is different. Jesus' style needs to become our style. And Jesus invites us not only to just notice how he led, but to then take on that style and lead like Jesus. Now, that is exciting, and that, I think, is also, um, like, totally intimidating, right? Both of those together. Last week, we talked about Jesus' leadership style and how it's called servant leadership. It's a style of leadership that is grounded in seeing ourselves and our leadership role as being God's servants. Servant leadership isn't rooted in being a doormat or feeling less than. Instead, servant leadership is rooted in love and compassion and inner confidence. And we talked about all of these and kind of unpacked them last week. And so if you missed any of that, I do invite you to catch up on that sermon because we looked much more closely at Jesus and his style of leadership. 
Uh, today what we're going to do is we're going to talk about a style of leadership that often is one we don't talk about, and that is self-leadership. Self-leadership is our ability to effectively lead ourselves in this life. And we need to lead ourselves for a couple big reasons. I would say the first one is that um, our ability to lead ourselves is what enables us to move our lives forward, to spend our time and energy on what's important to us, to do the things that matter in life. Leading ourselves is about how we spend our time and are we doing those things that really matter. And I think the second big reason uh, self-leadership matters is that leading ourselves is about becoming a leader worth following. So we will not be a leader that is worth following unless we learn how to lead ourselves. So self-leadership is a lot about taking how we look in public and how we take how we are in private and making sure those things come together. But here's kind of the funny thing about all of this. Well, it's really not very funny. Is that self-leadership, I think, is um, the hardest kind of leadership. Because we are often our, our own worst follower. I say that. Because while you and I often try to change other people so that they will behave how we want them to be, uh, we find out in this life that the person to change is actually, that's hardest to change is actually ourselves. Have you found that? We try to change ourselves. We try to, you know, maybe change a habit or a behavior in our life, uh, a thing that we do that bothers us that we don't want to do, and we find over and over again what a struggle it is to lead ourselves in such a way that change can come into our own life. So we're going to look at all of this today. We're going to look at this idea of self-leadership. And I hope that what we do today gives you uh, more of a foundation on what self-leadership is, some things to think about as you're in the midst of leading yourself in your own life. And we're going to look at two texts today. We'll start with the first one. And this is from Colossians. Whatever you do, work at it with all your heart as working for the Lord, not for human masters, since you know that you will receive an inheritance from the Lord as your reward. It is the Lord Christ you are serving. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. When we think of the way that Jesus led, when we think of his model of servant leadership, we have to think about how does this model apply to our lives? How do we lead in this way? And for me, the foundation of understanding this is knowing, remembering, that God wants a lot for me and that God wants a lot from me. So first, God wants a lot for me. Do you know this? That God wants a lot for you in your life. God wants a lot for you. 
You are beloved of God, and his plan for you is good, and he is for you. Recent surveys say that when Christians are asked how God thinks about them, that most Christians respond that God's predominant thought is that God feels disappointed with them. I'm here today to remind you that that's not how God sees us. God wants us to have a big, wide, open, beautiful life. God wants that for each of us, and God wants us to take seriously this gift of life that we have each been given, the many opportunities that we have. God wants a lot for me, for you, for us all. And second, God also wants a lot from me. God wants a lot from us all. The text puts it this way, whatever you do, work at it with all your heart as working for the Lord, not for human masters, since you know that you will receive an inheritance from the Lord as a reward. It is the Lord Christ you are serving. This is an important foundation for us as we think about how we live our lives. We are called to commit to the path that we are on that we are to look at the opportunities we face, that we are to embrace what life has brought us because it comes from the hand of God and God is in the midst of it. In good times and bad times, God is there with us. We have so much from God's hands and the work that we are called to do in our life, whatever that is, is not something we do for others, but something we do as servant leaders for God. This calls us to take leading seriously, and so let me just ask you as we think about all this, you know, how would you say you're doing with leading yourself? Would you say you're, you're doing a good job? Would you say that you're moving your life forward, or would you say that there's some areas where You're struggling to lead yourself in a way that uh, you feel good about, that you feel excited about. I think that there are, of course, stumbling blocks. I came across this list from Kyler Bisco. He says that there are several ways that we stumble in our own self-leadership, and he says we should ask ourselves these questions. Do I wait for others to tell me what to do? Um, this is about how as self, we're supposed to lead ourselves, and as leading ourselves, do we do things proactively? Are there things we know we should change, places we know we should go, things we know we should take care of and that we don't, and we wait for others to assign it to us? If we find that happening, that may need our attention because self-leadership calls us to be proactive. And second, do I complain about problems? You know, we all are going to have problems. Um, but complaining, I understand, is optional. I'm not quite sure myself, but I do understand that that's what they say. Complaining about our problems is optional. Complaining often contains blame in it. 
You know, we blame people for things. And when we blame, we really give up our responsibility. As leaders of our own lives, we're called to take responsibility. Maybe not for what happened, but maybe we take responsibility for our response, for, for what we do, for what's next. And then last, do I find reasons why I can't do something? Um, this is a little harder, I think, to see in our lives We can hear ourselves complaining about our problems, but sometimes we don't really notice when we find ourselves saying, well, I can't do this and I can't do that, like it's the truth instead of just an opinion. These are things like when we say, I I can't slow down, or I can't make time for prayer, or I can't prioritize my faith or my family or my kids or whatever it is. This is the excuses we give ourselves and the kind of um, attention to our life that is about putting other people in charge instead of recognizing that we do have a responsibility um, to do these things that God has given us to do. So the first thing I want you to see is that when we talk about self-leadership, we're talking about that God wants a lot for us. And that God also wants a lot from us. So we have to ask ourselves, do we do what we do in this life, not for others, but for God? Do we do what we do in this life as servants of God, as as people who know that we are beloved of God and that we live out of that knowledge? Now, of course... There's going to be lots of times when we struggle, when we fall short. Um, There's times when we blow off doing what we know we need to do to lead ourselves well. No one's 100%. But if you've ever wondered, does it matter if I lead myself well? The answer is yes, it does. Let's look at our second text. This is from Ephesians. You were taught to put away your former way of life, your old self, corrupt and deluded by its lusts, and to be renewed in the spirit of your mind and to clothe yourself with the new self created according to the likeness of God in true righteousness and holiness. The Christian life for us is about transformation. We are called to be transformed. And that has this first piece. We were taught to put away our former life, our corrupt self, our old self. That's deluded and and delusional because of the things of the world that grab our attention. This is something that matters and is important to us. It is the journey of our lives. The Christian life is about transformation, moving from without God, without the saving knowledge of Jesus, and moving into who we can be because of this amazing truth. This takes a long time, and it has these two parts that we put away our former self— 
That's the first part. And the second part is this. It builds on it. It says, and be renewed in the spirit of your mind and to clothe yourself with the new self created according to the likeness of God in true righteousness and holiness. So we put away the old self, and then we put on the new self through the renewing of our mind and seeing that we are created anew now and according to the likeness of God. It's about transformation, this life. It's about moving from where we were stuck with a small life to moving into this wide-open life that God has for us. So what does this have to do with self-leadership? Well, I think it has a lot to do with it. Um, Self-leadership is really grounded for us in the idea that because of what Jesus has done for us, our lives matter. And we need to give them sufficient attention and focus. But here's the problem. It's not the problem for all of us, but it's the problem for many of us. And that is that when we look at our lives and when we see where we fall short, when we see how we let ourselves down, where we see where we are not living as we feel called to, we put ourselves down. We're critical of ourselves. Do you ever do that? Right? We see where we fall short and we put ourselves down. Maybe it's something like you, you lost your temper or you blew off doing something that was important to you. Or maybe you let yourself down because of an attitude you had. Or maybe there was a lack of follow-through on something that was important to you. And so you saw this in your life and your response was to be critical and negative about yourself And that may have been a loud voice inside of you, or it may have been a quiet voice that was just like the drip of a sink that needed a plumber. Drip, drip, drip. Many times we find ourselves here. But Jesus said last week in our message, It shall not be so among you, meaning God wants more for us. And this may be one of the hardest things, the biggest challenges in our faith. One of the biggest challenges for you and I in living into what the faith actually has for us is that we begin to see ourselves through God's eyes. And we give up our self-flagellation and are beating ourselves up. Last week, when we talked about Jesus and his style of leadership, we talked about how his style of leadership was rooted in love and compassion for people. And what I want you to hear is that if we are going to mirror how Jesus led, it means that we have to give up 
beating ourselves up. And instead, make it a habit to show ourselves, like we show others, love and compassion. Sometimes I think that the reason we are often so hard on ourselves is because we have this belief that if we are hard on ourselves, that next time it will make us do better. You know that's not true, right? The thing is, if you give yourself a hard time, next time you probably give yourself an even harder time. I know all about this myself in my own life. There are times when I fall short with the things that I know God wants for me, and I can fall into a place where I shame myself or give myself a hard time, or I'm faced with that choice in self-leadership. Will I instead learn from the situation? Will I instead offer myself compassion and love? It actually makes all the difference. It makes all the difference in how we live. It makes all the difference in our self-leadership. So think for a minute. What would it be like if you set up goals or made plans or moved forward in your life, and when you fell short, you just got curious. You showed yourself love, compassion, and you learned about yourself. For many people, that kind of a stance in their life would change everything about their self-leadership. Self-leadership is about understanding that how we lead ourselves is about what God wants for us, a lot for us, and that God wants a lot from us. It is also about hearing the invitation to treat ourselves, to lead ourselves with love and compassion. So, let me ask you, where are you at in leading yourself these days? What do you think might be next for you in taking this step? What would take it to the next level for you? It's It's not the same for us all. It's as unique as each of us is. But I want to invite you this week to think about your self-leadership, to think about how you deal with things in your life when you fall short, to think about how you might need to treat yourself a little differently if you want to lead like Jesus, because all of this matters. We are called to lead. And we are called to lead like it matters to God. Let us pray.